0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Sunrise on the Inside podcast, a space where we share inspiring interviews and stories from thoughtful leaders in business, health and wellness, entrepreneurship and sports. Here, we talk about tools, habits, routines and tactics they use that help them feel calm, revived and rebalanced whenever they face challenges in life. I'm your host, Nico Estrella, a serial entrepreneur, former professional soccer player and co-founder of Waku. Hello, everyone. I am here with Matty Harrington. I'm very happy to have her uh, as my guest in today's podcast. Uh, Maddie is a nutritional therapy practitioner, and her passion is to help people become the healthiest version of themselves. Having overcome her own health battles, she truly believes life is meant to be enjoyed, and no one should be held back from feeling comfortable in their own body. Maddie, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, Mary, uh, I wanted to start for people that doesn't know you and that haven't, uh, that's not following you on TikTok or Instagram. Uh, I love your TikTok, by the way. It's uh, I learn a lot from your TikTok and, and oh, how thank to you. It's amazing. Um, but for for people that haven't heard from you before, can you give us a, a little bit of of your background and, and what do you do?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I am a full time content creator and I am a nutritional therapist. So, all my content is around living a healthy lifestyle. I like to make it very attainable. So, I'm constantly just asking myself is this something that someone that's working like a nine to five job could do? Or is this something that my family and my friends would be able to implement in their life? So, it's all about attainable wellness. Um, I do create a lot of recipes, um, like very healthy, simple, easy to make recipes as well. Um, and yeah, those are—that's kind of what I do as an overview. But on my Instagram and my TikTok,
0: and, and it works, by the way. Like for people who are listening, you should definitely follow Mary. I uh, can you can you tell us what's your handle on TikTok? It, yeah, it's...
1: my handle is at Nutritiously Easy.
0: Nutritiously, yeah. I'll ma- I'll make sure to put a link on the show notes. Um, but yeah, if you're listening to this, make sure to follow her. I, I learned how to do... Uh, yesterday, I think it was a video you, you uploaded on how to make uh, salad dressing. It's a very easy and oh, very yes. tasty. Oh, it's amazing. Like, very, very, actually, very easy to to implement recommendations. So... That's the people goal. Make sure to, to follow uh, Maddie. Um, and today, I wanted to start... Uh, our conversation, um, learning a little bit more about your story and how, um, how you ended up developing this passion for helping people becoming the healthier versions of themselves. How, how do you end up into being a nutritional therapy practitioner?
1: Yeah, definitely. So my story is a little bit rocky. I had a lot of my own health complications. So when I was a kid before the age of five, I actually had three open heart surgeries. So I was a very, very sick child. Um, and then, over the course of my like adolescent years, I just had a lot of health issues, like I had psoriasis and alopecia. I had really severe migraines. Like I just dealt with a lot of health problems. And I was really lucky because my mom actually got super into health and wellness, and she's kind of where my inspiration like sparks from. And she would bring me to a bunch of like unconventional natural medicine routes. Um, And she, she really did get me healthy. Like all the power to her. I didn't do any of that on my own, but I got very healthy. And then when I left to go off to college, it's kind of when my story started becoming a little bit more of my own and I was my first time not living under my parents' roof, not eating what my parents were feeding me. And I started eating like fast food and binge drinking a lot. And I got really bad anxiety and my mental health was kind of a disaster in college. And it just really like my confidence was horrible. My self-worth was bad. And this was like my whole college experience until like the first year out of college, it's it was still pretty bad and it got to like the point one day where I was like I can't live my life like this anymore. Like I'm just in a really bad headspace. I'm having panic attacks once a week. Um so I knew I had to make like a dramatic change and I decided to I was living in Chicago at the time and I left Chicago. I was lucky enough to move back home with my parents and I fully kind of redid my life. Like I became obsessed with reading everything that I could get my hands on about self-help and um, health, wellness, nutrition. I like started working at a gym. I started working with a nutritionist and this whole passion just kind of became my own. And that's where it all kind of stems from.
0: That's amazing. That's very, that's a very inspiring story because I think, um, at least, on talking talking about myself, I think like um, if I were experiencing a lot of these type of things, not all the times you get you would dive that hard into reading everything to try to uh, help yourself and, and reading about all these books about nutrition and learning how to treat yourself. So. Uh, that's a very inspiring story, and um, oh, I you. wanted to expand a little bit in one thing that I that I read in in your in your website, and you mentioned that, um, and you mentioned right now as well that you started to have uh, panic attacks, right, and and that yeah. you saw uh, major correlations between uh, what you were eating and what you were drinking uh, to the anxiety levels. Um, and that was the the things that were leading often to the panic attacks, right so um I wanted to ask if you could expand a little bit on that like um first, like what were the foods that were making you feel like that, and how did you find out that it was the food that was causing it?
1: Yeah, so I want to start off by saying it's it wasn't entirely the food, but the food was making a huge difference. Um, And a lot of it had to do with like blood sugar regulation. So whenever I was eating a lot of like sugar consumption, I noticed I was getting really jittery. Another thing would be coffee and alcohol were like the two things for me that I had to really like look at my relationship with them. I still don't really drink coffee to this day because it still does kind of bring some anxiety back. Um, I will do like decaf coffee, but I don't do caffeinated coffee. And then alcohol was a big thing that I had to look at my relationship with alcohol. And I still do drink. Like I I like a good cocktail here and there, but I am someone that doesn't value like a drink every day. Because again, that kind of gives me an anxious feeling. So yeah, I had to really look at those relationships that I had with different types of food in my life.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I think like caffeine can can be a big one, right? I think like also I I decreased a lot the consumption of caffeine, especially during the, when, when the pandemic started and the lockdown started. Um, I think I was drinking like probably three or four cups a day of coffee. Yeah. And I, I realized that after the the second cup, like at the third or fourth cup, I would start to feel very jittery and very anxious. And I think like before it didn't used to happen. So I would just used to drink a lot of coffee without like really having a, a huge impact. But once like a lot of anxiety around me was happening, um, of course, the business was going under a little bit and like it, it was hard for for a company during during those times. So there was a lot of stress and the stress of the pandemic as well. I saw that the anxiety was kind of like maximized and uh, and amplified with coffee. So I decided to, like, like I realized that, yeah, as you said, I think it's a great way to put it, right? To change the relationship that you have with those things that are making you feel bad. Because of course, for me, quitting coffee from one day to another was going to be too hard, right? Like you are just used to drinking coffee and like worse if you're drinking four cups every day that can be very hard to like a very hard habit to stop um but i noticed that i was like drinking coffee because of course i wanted to feel more energized and i wanted to feel more awake and more alert Um, so i started to find different ways in my day-to-day that that could help me um feel more awake and more alert not necessarily drinking uh, caffeine um so going for walks in the mornings for example started to be very good Uh, focusing on on how to improve my sleep uh, started to to be very beneficial so i I started to make some some changes in my in my day today so i didn't feel that much need of drinking so much coffee you know yeah Um, I, i really like what you what you mentioned of like just Learning how to change those relationships with with those things that that might be hurting you instead of instead of helping, right?
1: Definitely, something that like helped me too with that is when I started taking like more of a look at what I even like about coffee. I still do like the taste of coffee, and I like it. But the thing that I really loved about coffee was my morning ritual, kind of with it. Like I liked the idea of waking up. And having something warm and cozy and just taking a couple seconds and, like, enjoying my cup of coffee. So when I kind of played around with that and, like, started thinking, like, maybe I can do that with matcha. Maybe I can do that with a tea or a smoothie. Like, have that experience with something else. That was, like, really beneficial to me personally um, with cutting back as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. that. That's so true. I think, like, one thing that I really like about coffee, because now I drink just one cup a day, maybe two some days um, but yeah I think that's one of the things that I really like about coffee just like that that routine uh, so yeah I, t- I, I totally agree with that I wanted to to make a pause here and and I know that you you have a bottle of Waku with you uh, yes. for people that's listening um, Waku it's my, my company I, I sent a couple bottles to Maddy so we can cheers during the during the podcast so Cheers, Maddie. I I got the passion fruit flavor myself.
1: Cheers. I have the lemon. As I was just I was saying to you before we went on that I love the lemon flavor. It's amazing. So cheers.
0: Cheers. Yeah, T- talking about coffee and, and drinks made me made me thirsty. <laughs> so, um, Maddie, I, and then okay, you started your your career as a as a nutritional therapy practitioner, you started to dive into that, um, and then when when did you started to become more like a content creator? Because now I know that 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 you have a big following on TikTok and on, on Instagram. Um, so uh, how did that started and, and like how long ago did you did you started that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So in March of or like February of twenty twenty one. I decided to have my own practice as a nutritional therapist. So I was seeing clients on my own and I decided to use social media to gain clients. So it started with Instagram. And then at the time, it was still kind of pandemic days. And my younger brother was home from college and I was at my parents' house and he was saying that I should try out TikTok. And I hadn't really thought about it. I felt like I was a little too old to be on TikTok. All I had seen was like dancing videos. I was I was kind of laughed, honestly, in the beginning. And then I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Like, maybe I'll get a couple clients on TikTok. Who knows? So I started putting some videos on TikTok, and I was just like amazed right away at the views that I was getting compared to like Instagram. So I went really hard with TikTok and I started getting a lot of clients from TikTok. That was how I got majority of my clients for months. Um, and then and what over time...
0: What were that you were putting at the beginning? What, what, what were the first videos that you started to make at, at that time?
1: Yeah, so if you look back, my content's actually changed a lot. So in the beginning, I was like really self-conscious of being on social media in general my first couple months, I am not in one video on it. Like it's literally just me filming something and like, I don't even talk in majority of the first ones that I did. A lot of them were grocery store videos and just like raising awareness for, um, ingredients people should look out for, or really healthy brands that I thought were inspiring. Um, or just like little tips and tricks too, like, um, daily tips and tricks that could help with like, your anxiety, or like regulate your blood sugar, just kind of a little bit more like that. And my content's changed a lot over time, but that's how it kind of started out.
0: I uh, got it, got it. And I, I know we were talking a little bit about this before our call, but I wanted to ask you, um, what was the inspiration behind uh, your most popular TikTok series? That's uh, what you would make this celebrity for lunch?
1: Yes. So that series, it's actually funny because I, I've i gotten to the point where I pretty much film anything I make just in case I want to post it, like some stuff I don't post. But that day I was just making like a really simple wrap and it was like the middle of winter and I was like, I'm just going to film this. Like I doubt I'll post it. It was like horrible lighting. Nothing was great about it. And I just made this like really simple wrap and it had like tuna and like pickles, kind of like random ingredients. And yeah. later that day, I don't know if you know the content creator, Tanks. She's very big you know. with like the Gen Z generation, I feel like. I follow her. And later that day, she was doing like a Q&A and I was just listening. And she was talking about how her two favorite foods were tuna and pickles. So I was mm-hmm. like, that's really interesting. I literally just put that on a wrap today. Um, so I just like my little creator head kind of went off and I was like, I'm going to use that video, but like put it towards what I would make tinks for lunch. And then from there, that series kind of just went off and a lot of content creators and influencers and stuff would comment saying like, can you do me? Um, so yeah, that's how it kind of all stemmed, but it was not intentional. So I was actually just eating that for lunch personally.
0: And whenever you create these videos, um... It's like uh, just out of your creativity. So let's say you, tomorrow you are going to make a video and like, okay, what what would I make Leonardo DiCaprio for lunch? And and then you just like create something that, that you think they would like.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, sometimes it happens like that. Or like sometimes I'll hear, like I'll see a random video of like a celebrity or influencer talking about like a food that they like, and then I'll kind of go off of that. Um, The inspiration can kind of come all over the place. I've started doing a lot of careers too, like what I'd make a nurse for lunch, doctor for lunch, because I think people like that and like people are relating to it. So yeah, the inspiration kind of comes all over. Occasionally I will just make a lunch and then be like, wait, this would be a cool lunch for this person. But yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And have you ever made lunch for a celebrity and ate with that celebrity, that lunch that you've made, or not yet?
1: No, I would love to do that, though. I live in New York. I just moved to New York, so hopefully maybe in the near future that happens. We'll see.
0: That, that sounds so fun. And um, what has been one of your favorite ones or one of your favorite videos or lunches that you've created?
1: Um, Let's see. That's a good question. I... For that series, I really liked the one that I did for Harry Styles because I felt like it was a fun, different recipe. Um, And I feel like a lot of people liked that one too, especially because Harry Styles is kind of having a moment right now. Um, But you
0: really remember what what was it?
1: Yeah, it was spring rolls, but they were like very colorful. Like I put so many different veggies and uh, shrimp I put in there and I made like a really like good like sriracha dressing to go with it. It was a good recipe. I still, like, I would make it today if I could. It sounds good right
0: now. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. I, I haven't seen one of those, but I, I think I have to scroll a little bit more and, and, and see one of those videos. Those on very, very, very fun. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, for the people that's listening right now that's very interested in getting into healthy cooking, Um Counting me into one of them, um, what is something you think you could learn? Like one of, one of the first things that you can start learning that can be easy but can have a big impact in your day to day. I know that in like, for example, in one of the latest videos that you that you shared, I was mentioning the the salad dressing that that you were preparing, uh, and you mentioned that if if you were very new to healthy cooking, that's something that you would teach yourself how to make. Um, first, I wanted to ask you why a salad dressing do you think can be one, one of the first things that you can learn? And if you have more tips like that, like easy things that, that can have a big impact.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so salad dressing, a lot of the salad dressings on the market, I'm not saying all of them because there definitely are good ones out there. But a lot of the salad dressings on the market have very inflammatory vegetable oils in them. And a lot of them have – like even if you look at a bottle, like a lot of them have high fructose corn syrup. And they have a lot of gums and fillers. And I always just feel like it's such a shame when you're making such a good salad. That's something that's so nutrient-dense for you to put something like that on it. It just seems a little contradicting to me. So for me, a salad dressing at home is just – so easy and i feel like i was like raised just my moms are really good at making salads and we always just made homemade salad so i didn't really realize that like a lot of people don't make homemade salad dressing and it's like one of the easiest things to do in your kitchen so that was kind of where that tip came from because you really only need like two things and you have a good salad dressing the base can be the same too
0: yeah and that makes that makes so much sense Uh what you just mentioned I haven't thought about it and and yeah I've read the ingredient list from from the salad dressings and I think that like in the past I've I've thought to myself like okay I'm not taking too much of it like whenever I, I make a salad and I put salad dressing I don't use a lot of salad dressing
1: yeah
0: I haven't thought too much about like the ingredients in it but yeah it's like so contradictory now you put it that way that. The salad is like the healthy part of my of my meals most of the time, but I'm making it not so healthy with with a salad dressing. So yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah do you do you have something else like that 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 we could could learn like a, a couple tips that we could learn?
1: Definitely. So something that I recommend to a lot of people that are like new to healthy cooking or don't even really enjoy cooking even. Um, would be I recommend smoothies to so many people because I pretty much eat a smoothie or drink a smoothie like five times a week, I would say. And it's just such an easy thing as like your first meal of the day, first to break your overnight fast with because the food that you're breaking your overnight fast with like has so much, it just has so much power over your digestion and your blood sugar regulation for the day. So that's a really important meal. And with a smoothie, it's so easy. You just put in anything in your freezer. So like I just freeze um, spinach and wild blueberries or other berries. And you can put in like a nut butter if you want, you can make it as nutrient dense as you want. And you're getting so much nutrients in such a simple way. And also I always say, there's no other way that I'm going to probably eat spinach and kale for breakfast. Um, So it's just an easy way that tastes really good to get Really nutrient foods in,
0: and okay. So so you mentioned that it's a great way to break the the overnight fast that that you normally do. Um, And why why is it better to have a smoothie like this instead of like I don't know um, eggs and juice and toasts? Um, Yeah, yeah. Like, what what difference does it make in the in the body?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think eggs can still be a great option. And like, there's days that I definitely break my fast with eggs with other things with them. But your first meal of the day, like, if you think about what the word breakfast means, it quite literally means break fast. So it's like the first meal that you're breaking your fast with. And it just has so much power over your digestion and your blood sugar. So you really want to have it as macro balanced as you can, um, meaning that you have good forms of protein, good forms of healthy fats and pretty fiber rich. Like you want it to be pretty fiber rich so that you're able to digest things. Um, so a smoothie for me is just like the easiest way to get protein, healthy fats. like I'll put like half an avocado in or something um, or seeds. Healthy fats is easy there and then fiber. you can make it as fiber rich as you want with like the veggies and fruits that you're using.
0: I love it. I think I've never tried making a smoothie with waku every bottle of wa has six grams of prebiotic fiber um so now I thought that, it'd be that, good. yeah, so now that you that you say that, that I might try tomorrow or one of these days making a smoothie with with Waku to see how it how it is I've never tried so I'm not sure how is it gonna be but but the I, about
1: smoothie the thing about yeah. smoothies is they're also pretty hard to mess up, like they pretty much taste good like i don't really ever come across a smoothie that i'm like i mean occasionally i'll be like oh this isn't great but majority of times they're pretty easy to make and it's hard to mess up so i'm sure anything that that's you try cool. to create will taste good
0: that's true that's that's a good point um awesome any any other tip like that I, i'm loving those those tips because i think i'm gonna implement them myself but i think well right now i do make smoothies in the morning um uh, I think I've, I've got into the habit of just like having a smoothie for breakfast and that's been amazing. It, it, it also makes me feel that I have more energy. Um, I guess it's because my, my body it's not spending so much energy into digesting the food, right? Like if I if I eat uh, too much of a big breakfast, then, like I used to be like that. I used to have like a big breakfast because of course you grow up uh, with these notions like I, I learned that breakfast is the most important meal of the day so it has to be very like big and, and a lot of things you, you have to eat a, a big hearty breakfast so i used to have like a huge breakfast but i remember like when when i started dating my my girlfriend that i that i am with right now um she used to get surprised like she was like oh my god that looks like dinner like like <laughs> the, the amount of food that I, w- I used to eat in my breakfast um but I, I i think like that was one of the things that that would make me feel with less energy and i needed more coffee to kind of like don't feel sluggish after after eating that but i think that has helped me a lot also uh, in terms of like feeling feeling full like i don't feel hungry after after drinking my smoothie um and I feel that it gives me, you know, I, I feel more energetic to be honest. Um, so yeah, that, that's been great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another so tip.
0: You, do you have another one like that?
1: Yeah. Similar one would just be I don't meal prep a ton. And I know a lot of people get pretty overwhelmed with the idea of meal prepping. But I do think that there are a couple things that are just easy to like prep on a Sunday or a Monday or whenever you have time that can just make your life a little bit easier when you're trying to eat healthy throughout the week. So like one of those things that I even do a lot of recipes with that you can see if you go on my social media is like, I get rotisserie chickens a lot. Like that's just something that is really easy for me to make a healthy lunch with. Like I can make chicken salad with that. I can make a wrap with it. I can put it in like a pasta dish if I want it even. So I always have like a rotisserie chicken in my fridge. Um, I'll make like, a quinoa or maybe some form of potato in the week just again so if i'm making like a salad i can spice that up from time to time by adding some quinoa in um so i don't fully like meal prep meals but i do think it is nice to have a few things in your fridge that are just there um so you can just gravitate towards them if you're in a rush instead of like doing uber eats
0: got it i love those i those make so much so much sense i think there's a i should write a blog post out of, out of those those recommendations those are uh, very helpful thank you for that maddie
1: of course
0: Um, maddie you mentioned that you whenever you started to whenever you came out of college right you you dived into reading a lot of Uh, books about nutrition, about self-help. So I was curious if on the top of your mind you have one or three books that you think that have uh, greatly influenced your life. Uh, It can be like from that period or or books that you've read more recently. Um, But yeah, what what are some of the books that, that you think have greatly influenced you?
1: Yeah. So if you follow me on Instagram, people will definitely know this answer because I talk about this book all the time. But I, the book that probably changed my life the most was the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Um, It's by Dr. Shad Helbstetter. And I think for me, even when I started like my wellness journey, it was kind of coming from a bad place. So I was sick of looking. Like, my, like I was sick of my weight or I was tired of feeling so anxious. Like It kind of stemmed from a negative place. And I feel like that book, it's all about how you should talk to yourself like you're yourself's best friend. But it gives very good examples and it gives very good steps to how to do that. Um, and I think that really changed my mindset overall about like everything. Like it made me really understand like, And value myself a lot more so that's that's a big book that i would recommend
0: i love it what to say to yourself was the book right what to say when you
1: talk to yourself
0: what to say when you talk to yourself i'm taking some notes when yeah Yeah, it's a great book oh i love it um I'm, i'm definitely gonna put those in the that book in the show notes um, yeah, please do. I'm I'm loving this conversation and I'm learning a lot. Um, another question that I wanted to ask you: sometimes, like this happens to me, uh, sometimes when I when I talk with amazing people like you that are nutritional therapy practitioners and that um, it seems that you have a, a very uh, a very good lifestyle and like you you eat very healthy, but um sometimes for me it can feel like a bit overwhelming to start to get into like um healthy eating and i know that this can be true for for a lot of people that can be listening um so i wanted to ask you first um if if you like you are always like that like you're always on or like if like it took you some time to build up those healthy, healthy habits. And, like, um, how do you think one can start making that that shift towards a healthier eating?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think the first thing is, like, with anything, right, it's kind of about the discipline. So I'm not going to say that it's, it's super easy. Like, I think a lot of people – especially like in my DMs or like something will write me just like wanting a magic supplement or wanting a magic thing that's gonna like get them to their health. Um, But for me, it it is a lot of discipline, but I am also in my twenties. Like I like to enjoy life and I believe that life is meant to be enjoyed. Um, And I want to be able to connect with other people. And sometimes that is going to a restaurant with my friends or, going out for a couple of drinks with my friends. So I definitely believe in a very balanced lifestyle. Um, and I think you can live a healthy lifestyle with it being balanced. So I am like, I would say day to day, I live very routinely with my healthy habits, but I mean, I, I do live very, very balanced. Something that I would recommend to someone just starting out would be to really try to be a little bit more intuitive with your body. so. For me, like a good exercise that I have a lot of clients do is just like put your phone away, put your laptop away and go like sit in a room and just try to clear your head for a couple of minutes, no music and ask yourself like, what are five foods that make me feel really good? What are five foods that make me feel really energized, focused, motivated um, and just feel yeah like my best self? And then you, on the opposite, do the opposite. So you say, what are five foods that maybe are making me feel sluggish or, like, spiking my anxiety um, or making me bloated? And I feel like our bodies are so much more in tune with us than a lot of people realize. So by asking that, right away, like, foods are going to come to your head. Like, you're going to realize, like, like for me, yeah. it was coffee was a big one. Like, I was like, coffee's making me very anxious. So, like, I wrote that down. Or, like, different food groups, even. And I think that's a good place to start because I think at the end of the day, like day-to-day life, just becoming more intuitive with how foods in your environment are making you feel can be super beneficial.
0: I love that. Yeah. Now that you mentioned this, like a couple of things came to my mind. Like I know that when I eat too much chips, I feel feel weird. I feel off. Uh, Yeah. uh, Binging on chips can be so easy. That you end up feeling sick, like oh my god, why why did I eat that full bag of oh, Doritos? And you feel just like so bad after after doing something like that. Um, Definitely, I love I, I love that approach. I think it's very, um, I think it's it, it feels easier to dive into healthier eating if you start to tune up more into your into your body and what your body wants and needs. Um, because I, I think like if you start doing that and let's say you you can think of five types of food that make you feel good, then I think it's almost like feels easier to, okay, focus in those five things that make you feel good and maybe some variations of those foods, right? To make it definitely. easier to start, to start the, going yeah, definitely. through that route. Yeah, so I, I, I really like that. Um Mari, one of the last questions that I wanted to ask you is, um, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success in your life? Um, if one of one thing that, that you've experienced in, in your career um, that at the moment was very hard to experience or it seemed like an apparent failure at the moment, but that might have set you up for, for later success. What, what's something that that comes to your mind?
1: Yeah, I totally believe that everything does happen for a reason. And like in the moment, it might be hard to like identify that. Um, But like later on, it is pretty obvious. And like, for me, I, after college had moved to Chicago and I had a really good job at the time. And I felt like I was doing all the things that I should be doing like just as I graduated, but there was something in me that just wasn't happy and I wasn't thriving in my life. And I was really anxious and having these panic attacks. And at the time that felt like a huge failure. Like I had to leave, I left Chicago to move home and that felt like a huge failure for me um, like career wise and social wise. But at the end of the day, looking back, like that was the biggest blessing in my life because I wouldn't have done any of this or I wouldn't have gone back to school for nutrition. I wouldn't have like lived a more healthy lifestyle. I wouldn't be able to help other people live a more healthy lifestyle. So yeah, that was at the time a big failure that just really, really changed my life at the end of the day.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for, for sharing that Maddie. Um, and um, thank you so much for being today in this in this conversation. In this conversation, I've learned a lot. And if people want to follow you and wants to learn more from you, um, what are the best ways to connect with you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so follow me. My handle on Instagram and TikTok is nutritiously easy. And then I recently just started a YouTube channel, so check that out as well.
0: Love it. I'll definitely follow you more, more of your videos on YouTube. Uh, thank you so thank much you. for everything you shared today, Maddie. Yeah, had a to, great conversation.
1: You. Thank you so much for inviting yeah. me. Thank you, bye-bye.
0: Bye. Hello, everyone. This is Nico again, and just a few more things before you take off. If you'd like to be part of the Waku tribe, to be the first one to know about the launch of exclusive flavors, special promotions, and content about health and wellness, go to livewaku.com that's l-i-v-e-w-a-k-u.com and sign up for our email list and if
1: you sign up i hope you enjoy being part of our community